Hello, and welcome to the Windsor Church of the Nazarene podcast. We thank you for being here with us and pray that you feel the presence of the Lord as you listen to this message, and it helps you in your journey and faith with God. Well, for the last few weeks, we have been going through life-changing words, three words, three word statements that can bring about life change. And we have talked about the three-word statement, here I am standing before God, prepared to listen and go as God guides us. Last week, we discussed the idea of feed my sheep, discipleship in three words, feeding ourselves, growing in our relationship with God and allowing him to shape us, as well as feeding and, and nurturing others with the truth the joy and the love of God and the gospel. And today I want to look at three other words, and and I could have chosen many words to kind of encompass this, but I figured the best ones we could say are, you are loved. You see, I think many of us sometimes have this wrong idea of how how God sees us and what his opinion of us is of. You see, we, not God at times, I think, define ourselves as weak and as sinful and as undeserving of God's love. We base our opinions and and, and our point of view of ourselves based on what we've been taught or how we feel, our experiences in life and, and many other reasons. And I've heard many, in fact, quite a few sermons that talk about how lucky we are to even be thought of in God's mind. And it is, it is a blessing and it is grace and it is mercy that God gives us that we can even have a relationship with him. And we are weak and we are fallen people. And although we don't need a a steady diet of what I have labeled guilt sermon, sometimes we do need to be reminded that we are not the center of the universe. But God, who is in fact the center of the universe, still, despite our fallen nature, shows his love to us. He showed it to us through the the giving of his son who came to earth to, to live as we have lived and to die so that we do not have to take on the punishment of our sin. We are, yes, I guess we could say the words, lucky that we have the love and grace of God that saves us. But we can't forget that no matter where we are in life, no matter our situation, no matter our past, God has a love for you. That without God's great love, grace, and forgiveness, we would very much be lost. But I believe that God does not want us to sit feeling guilty and not move forward in faith. So he shows us his love. He tells us repeatedly through the Bible and through his interaction in our life and through prayer that we are loved, that you are loved. And this sermon is is recognizing, it's all about recognizing that we are loved children of God. And that God sees us with that eye of love. 
You see, God sees you as a beloved child. Each and every one of us. We are his children. And we are loved by him. We are not strangers to God. And God wants each and every one of us to be a part of his family. God is our Father, our, our Heavenly Father who loves us. He is our Creator. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 17, 18 says, I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters. God wants to show fatherly love, in fact, love beyond that to each and every one of us. Now, as a parent myself, and I've had my parents say it to me, and I'm, I'm sure as a parent you probably said it to your kids, or hopefully you've had it said to you by your parents, that no matter what I did in life, and I say it to my kids too, no matter what they would do, no matter what happens, I will always love them. And God is the same. Sure, there are going to be moments that I'm disappointed or, or I'm upset about the choices that my kids make, and I think God is the same way. But I don't believe that because of certain things, he stops caring for me or he stops loving you. He's proud of each and every one of us. I believe that. And he will always be there for us no matter what happens in life. He wants to teach us. He wants us to grow. He wants us to learn. And yes, repent and move on from our mistakes and, and figure things out. What's wrong? What's, what's right? What things that maybe you can do in life but just aren't beneficial or kind of don't Go along with, with what God's heart and desire is for you. But whether you know God personally and have a relationship with Him, or, you, you, or you've never really taken that step, God's love is still there for you. That is why God is constantly searching each and every one of us out. You know, sometimes I think we make, we make God our, our last call, just like many kids, especially teenagers, Often we can make God our, our last call in, in prayer when we are at the, you know, the bottom of our life. And as teenagers, sometimes it's, it's only when we're really in a bind that, that we make our parents our, our last call or we only reach out to them when we need something. I think in prayer and in our own life, we all can probably admit and confess to moments that we, we should have called God sooner just sought him out sooner, or that we've only come to him when we really needed something. But no matter where we are, no matter when we reach out, I believe he cares and listens for us, or listens to us. You see, it's a love like no other. First John 3, 1 says, How great is the love that the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. God's love is great, whether we're near to him or whether we're far away, whether we've talked to him recently and spent time with him recently or, or we've yet to really have any of that time. The love of God is there for you, searching you out. And God goes by many titles. He's, he's the I am, he's a king, he's a shepherd, he's the creator. But for me, the title of father, of Abba, that resonates most significantly with me. With these thoughts of, of love and, and 
openness and caring and protection. So I tell you now, no matter how young you are or how old you are, take comfort in knowing that you are a loved child of God and that your loving, protective Father, God, wants a relationship with you, wants to save you from your sin and your mistakes and, and some of the things that you feel guilty of in your past. He's everywhere at all times, keeping watch and looking for us and ready to listen when we're ready to come talk to him. But you see, I don't think the privileges of God just stop in being able to say God made us and, and you were loved and, and he is our father. Because as children of God, we can find in his word that that also means that we are heirs. That we are not just, you know, associates, but God actually has brought us in and, and, and really wants to build a relationship and brings about promises to us. It says in Romans 8, 17, now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. We are all children of God. We are all sons and daughters of the Creator. God made you. God loves you. He does not see you as insignificant. He doesn't see you as someone undeserving of his love. He, was, he sees you so deserving of his love that he put in place a plan to bring you back to him and to remove the wall of sin between you and him. And, and, and I feel that on a daily basis. I give thanks to that. That he made the move. He took it on. He sought me and each and every one of us out. And he was the one that did the work through his son, through the giving of his son, that we could have a relationship with him as our heavenly father. He feels love for us. He's the father figure of all father figures. And because we are his children, when we come to him, when we see him as our heavenly father, when we confess our sins and look to him for help, we are also seen as loved and forgiven people. We are forgiven by God. We're forgivable. It allows us, this, this, these words, it allows us to forgive ourselves, to take the steps to rid ourselves of all of the guilt, all of the self-hatred that we feel and that sometimes controls our lives or hinders us from being what we can be and what God wants us to be. You see, I believe the enemy would love for us to think that God just sees us as horrible, unsavable people. But in that, we couldn't be further from the truth because God sees us as redeemable and worth redeeming. Many Christians or followers of Christ and non-Christians alike are staggering and are faltering under this heavy load of guilt, a load that we just can't seem to get rid of, one that consumes us 
Even me personally, I have, I have had these moments where I've, I've come to prayer. I've just thought to myself, you know, I, I should have known better. I, I could have done better. I, I'm not good enough for this, or I never will be good enough. And all of this guilt in our day-to-day -day lives can just build up until we are suffocating under its pressure. And yet God sees through that, breaks through that guilt and offers his love and offers his forgiveness. John 3.16, one of the most popular, if not the most popular passage, it says that it's because of God's love that we are forgiven and saved. You are freed from your guilt and the chains of sin. If you come to God, and you truly repent of your sins, he forgives you. It says in Acts 10, 43, all the prophets testify about him, that everyone who believes in him, who is Jesus Christ, receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Everyone that comes to Jesus, and I mean earnestly comes to Jesus and recognizes his divine grace and his sacrifice are forgiven and freed. You see, we can be dirty and unkempt with the stain of sin and dripping failure. And when God looks at us, he doesn't want that for us, for his children. He doesn't want that for his children. So he put the pressure and the weight that we have on the cross so that we could come to God clean and for experience the love that he has. Psalm 86.5 says, You are forgiving and you are good, O Lord. You are abounding in love to all who call to you. Let us accept this love Let's accept this gift that comes out of love, that we are a forgiven people. I mean, praise the Lord for that. And because we are loved by God, we are offered and shown forgiveness. And because we are forgiven, God also sees us as saved people. You see, do you ever doubt your salvation? I know I have at times in my life. I, I dare say I, I, I've sometimes second-guessed or questioned my salvation, and I know that, that the devil would love for me to think I was not saved, or that we are not saved. But as loved children of God, we are forgiven. And because we are forgiven, we are saved. Acts 2.21, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone. You see, you don't have to wonder. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to try to earn your salvation by works. It's upon Jesus' shoulders that all of our guilt and sin was put upon so that we could benefit from the hope and truth of everlasting life. God is love. And he loves you with a love like no other. It is because of his love that we can be forgiven. It is because of his love 
that we are saved. It's because of his love that we can come to him as his children. Pray for guidance. Receive his mercy and grace. You 